I'm Quentin Carlin, and welcome to the Self-Develop Life Podcast, the ultimate personal and professional development coaching, consulting, and counseling show where I interview industry experts to help you upgrade and optimize your limitless health, wealth, and lifestyle. Here we dive into a variety of topics such as fitness, finances, faith, family, relationships, dating, divorce, biohacking, business, investing, mindset, meditation, minimalism, religion, spirituality, and success secrets, and many other life hacking tips, techniques, and tools to help educate, inspire, and empower you to live your most self-developed life possible. So if you're interested in any of those topics, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast and YouTube channel where all these episodes are also filmed and uploaded. Before we get started, I want to give a special shout out to the show sponsors and give you access to some limited time, really awesome bonus announcements to upgrade your fitness and finances. You can access all these tools and other resources. I'll continually add an update on the show website at www.selfdeveloplife.com along with my other social media accounts. So you can reach out and follow me. I'd love to connect with you. So go ahead and do that. Announcement number one, the world-famous 30-day no-alcohol challenge is now an official SDL show sponsor, which is amazing because this massive online community-driven program has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, CNN, that my friend James Swanwick, who is an ex-ESPN sports announcer, created. Look, I took this challenge two years ago, 2017 in January. And I committed that I would stop drinking for 30 days. And I felt so good and was so productive that I kept it going. And it's been two years. I'm not saying that I haven't had a drink in those two years, but I've been 100% sober and hangover free. And it's been amazing. So if you're looking to cut back on your drinking and save money on those expensive bar tabs and have your liver and wallet thank you, go to www.30daynoalcoholchallenge.com forward slash Quinton, or simply click the link below in the show notes. And when you enroll, DM me a screenshot on either my Instagram or Facebook account. And I'm going to give you an extra bonus where I'm going to be your sponsor and mentor for that month. That's right. I'm offering a free one-on-one coaching with you to help support you as you take this life-changing program, because basically I want as many people as possible to benefit from it. Um, So use my special link below and begin your 30-day sobriety detox cleanse now. I'd be honored to support you. For more information on that, go back and listen to episode 32, 33, and 34 to hear James's incredible story and the thousands of other people who have already taken this 30-day no-alcohol challenge and can create your supportive environment to keep you accountable and help you navigate how to date and be social and go out and not drink. It's amazing. So that's announcement number one. Announcement number two, now that you have all this free time that you're sober for the next month, uh, maybe the first time in months or decades you've ever done that, what are you now going to do with all of your newfound spare time? Well, how about do something productive, like start a side hustle online business? And it's never been easier since I've been involved in the e-commerce space since 2007 and have seen countless business models and systems. I got to say, I've never seen one that's gotten the incredible results that one website template has. That is ClickFunnels. Guys, it's massive. 
If you want to convert your traffic into paying customers, go get your number uh, $1 account trial set up in the link below or on selfdeveloplife.com. And go ahead and check out episode 39 for an overview on how thousands of people just like you are using this easy to use software to sell anything to anyone online. All right. And lastly, announcement number three, I have a 90 day health and wealth coaching challenge for you. I've used the same e-commerce system that I mentioned previously to start a business selling the number one selling CBD essential oil in the industry that is actually farmed out of the US. So if you suffer from any anxiety, depression, joint pain, insomnia, or even cancer or any other serious ailments, this natural medical breakthrough alternative is exactly what you need. And as a listener, I can even hook you up with a free sample bottle by doing these two things in this limited time giveaway. Number one, go leave a five-star review and comment ranking on iTunes right now about just saying what you enjoy about this podcast. Is it the guests? Is it the inspiration you get? Anything. Just leave a simple, short comment and screenshot that and DM me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, and I will choose a random winner each month. Number two, go ahead and take the 90-day CBD challenge free tour that is in the show notes below or on the selfdeveloplife.com site. And also listen to episode number 33, 36, and, or sorry, 35, 36, and 37, where I have doctors and specialists sharing info that will blow your mind about the health benefits of this. Look, like this is an amazing opportunity, both health-wise and this might be something that you want to be start promoting on your side business. Because uh, this is not the gold rush, it's the green rush of the booming CBD legalized hemp industry. And no, you don't get high off this. This is medicinal. It's not recreational. And as I said, I don't drink and I don't do drugs. I just see this as an incredibly rare opportunity for you to get on to the ground floor of this brand new market. It's kind of like finding out about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency early, just like I did when I found Ethereum that was like $14 and it peaked at $1,500. It was amazing. So speaking of that, um, I also have a Bitcoin and crypto course that you can go and download now. It's everything that I've learned, resources, safety, storage, everything you need to know if you want to get involved investing in the crypto industry. And that is along with my new book coming out called Money Hacks. It's a video course and ebook that talks about 25 different ways for you to make more money and save more money. This is what they should be teaching people in school, but unfortunately they don't. So I'm teaching you this here on my site. So to wrap this up, if any of these announcements and resources sound interesting and appealing to you and you want some more info, feel free to book a free one-on-one 45-minute coaching and consulting call with me where we can talk about anything and everything you want. And this is just a way for me to kind of give back and get to know my listeners. Like I love so much. I'm so uh, grateful and humble that you're sharing and supporting this show. Um, So I want to give back. So I've got my calendar schedule uh, below. Book a time and I'll give you a call. And that's that. 
So thanks again for sharing the show. If you haven't shared it with a friend, just go ahead and copy this link and send it out to a couple people or take a screenshot of it and post it on your Instagram. I'm really trying to get more listeners here and promote what we're doing and all the amazing guests that we have on. And speaking of amazing guests, we've got an incredible lineup of shows coming down. So make sure you keep tuning in. So that is it for the business and pleasure is now out of the way. So let's start with today's conversation. Hey, peeps, what's happening? This is a very, very personal and really, really deep conversation around relationships. Uh, The next couple episodes are going to be focusing on dating relationships with a couple of experts in one, the online dating industry, and two, um, how to actually grow and develop a deep relationship tomorrow with a dating coach from LA. Um, but today's episode is with a friend of mine from Vancouver, Dolan Ramsey, who has basically been on 24 different dating apps. He's matched with 2,500 different women, has connected and conversed with a thousand, over 1,000 of them. And we break down really how people connect, meet, date, start, I guess, whatever, hooking up, being intimate in this new digital world of swiping on Tinder or bumbling and all these different new apps, uh, as well as how social media is integrating the dating scene. However, people think that dating is just all fun and games and harmless, you know, good times. We go extremely deep and get pretty dark um, on the second half of this episode. This is a long conversation and it's merited because we go extremely deep into some of the consequences of basically fucking around, to be put it bluntly. Um, We talk about how his engagement um, got separated and and we talk about divorce, um, relationships, unplanned pregnancies, abortion, trauma from abortion. It gets super, super deep and very vulnerable and personable. Also, for those of you who have suffered a traumatic experience, either through a breakup or a potential abortion situation, I want to share something with you, a resource called Rachel's Vineyard. I've got the link below here. This offers support. It's a free support counseling workshop. They have them all around the world, and we share about how that's affected each of us in profound ways in our families. Um, so, so yeah, this is all fun and games to go out and meet people is exciting, but there's some deep, uh, consequences to basically this new world of constantly dating a ton of new people. Um, so I don't want to kind of put a, a, a dark, uh, you know, umbrella over this conversation in the beginning of this call, but it's, it's something that it's just real. This isn't a, a podcast that goes deep into different authentic, realms of people's life experiences, like I said in the intro. And this is just one of the realities that is happening out there. And it's just kind of a heads up, you know, the first half of the conversation is all kind of fun and laughing. And, you know, he talks about a lot of really good, useful tools and techniques to match and connect with people and first date ideas and how to really um, structure your dating life. But all of the, also on top of that, we talk about, you know, some of the, uh, you know, real life scenarios that people go through. So I want you to know that if you are going through something, I offer in every call a 
And every episode I say, if you want a one-on-one call with me, um, I'm available. If you've got something from your past, and that's the cool thing about uh, this resource, um, Rachel Vineyards, and they're not, they're not a show sponsor or anything. It's just like a really, really solid organization that I know offers incredible support and counseling for people, no matter how long ago you went through your uh, your either breakup or abortion, um, they're there for you. And you can go alone or with your partner or your ex even. And we kind of share about that as well. So just want to get that out of the way. This is definitely worth listening to the whole thing through. We talk about soul ties as well, that basically every time that you are intimate with someone, the sci- there's scientists and theologians that said that your soul is actually enmeshed and kind of uh, united. And there's like residue from all your past relationships, um, people that you are physical with. When two people become one, that's just the reality of it. So we talk pretty deep about a number of different realms on top of the superficial, you know, new online dating scene. So with that, I want to introduce my guests and stay tuned for tomorrow's episode with a dating coach from LA where we go more into like the developing and growing deep relationships with, uh, with new partners. So enjoy and share. Welcome back, everyone. And this is the first live call of a Q&A that we're doing on Facebook of 2019. I've got my friend and guest from Vancouver, uh, Mr. Dolan Ramsey. And what triggered and created this episode here today is a post that he made about a week ago. And I'm going to read out the post that kind of uh, initiated this conversation and this topic for the interview. Uh, So he said quote unquote, single people, dot, dot, dot. In the last five years, I have tried over 24 different dating apps, matched with over 2,500 women, and have conversations with 1,000 of them. And he says, would you be curious to hear what I have discovered about being single and online dating in the modern world? And he had over 100 comments of people reaching out to him (laughs) saying, absolutely, I am interested in that. So I reached out to him. And I said, hey, bro, why don't we set up uh, an interview and kind of do a deep dive into the world of online dating? It's a new year. A lot of people are looking for a fresh start and a way to potentially attract their ideal partner this year. So, my man, thanks for sharing this and uh, coming out, spending some time. Stoked to hear what you have said and experienced. So go ahead, maybe start with sharing a little bit about, about yourself, your story, and then we'll kind of get into some of the Q&A. Well, yeah, my, my total pleasure. Um, it's, uh, this is never anything I actually ex- expected to really talk about until the last couple of years where I, I started to realize, um, hey, maybe I'm having a, a bit of a unique experience here with all, all the dating and, and conversations I'm having. And, uh, but it's definitely, it's clearly, it's a passion of mine. This is something that Relationships in general um, are just something I'm really passionate about and, and intrigued about and we you know what makes people tick and what our desires are in life and um, you know I'm an online you know marketer I work online I've worked online for um, you know over 10 years and um, you know so building relationships online is something I've had a lot of experience with mm-hmm. and uh, you know so the, the online dating aspect is just another another piece of that so it's really interesting to see the parallels of particularly like working online, but also dating online. Right. And yeah, it's been really fascinating. So I appreciate the opportunity to come and 
and have a, have a chat and, and share some, maybe some wisdom, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll be entertaining uh, nonetheless. So maybe uh, if you want to give a brief overview, so what kind of work have you been doing online for the last 10 years so people kind of know about your story and what you do? And Yeah, yeah, well, basically I, I do online marketing in the uh, human potential industry. So anything personal, spiritual, uh, and professional development. So um, marketing a lot of information programs and products and technology and courses and coaching and all that kind of stuff. So worked with, you know, a lot of big thought leaders, John Maxwell, you know, uh, John Gray, um, and uh, a lot of different people in that area. So, um, yeah, so it's, it, and it's a lot of fun, man. I, again, uh, my, my passions are human potential and, and helping people, uh, you know, achieve the life of their dreams. And, uh, from anywhere from, professional to love to personal and everything everywhere in between yeah no that's awesome man that's awesome um so within this this five years of going deep into the depths of online dating um first of all uh, i i've got a number of questions that people have kind of reached out to ask uh for me to ask you that after i made that post a couple days ago i've got a number of them here and one of the first ones i thought would be a good one to start out with was what was the first thing that was your interest and made you kind of sign up for that first site like what kind of caught your attention why did you get started looking i guess online yeah well you know if i think about it actually um i started doing the whole online dating thing years ago even back to i would say probably 2008 uh after i got out of an engagement i maybe even before that previously um but you know, pl plenty of fish. I started on plenty of fish back in the day in OkCupid, and um, and you know, and fool around a little bit again because I work online, so it's just part yeah. of my lifestyle, right? So yeah, um, so yeah, I started I started back then, but then about five years ago, I came out of a relationship and I had a smartphone. It's the first time I ever had a smartphone, you know. Uh -huh. um, I hadn't had one prior to that, you know, and you know because my life is inundated with technology. I always tried to, uh, to, to pace myself with it as much as I could. And so I did that with my phone. You know, there was actually many years where I, did, I went without a phone for many years. Yeah. Um, so just trying to keep a, a healthy balance. Sure. So then I came out of this relationship about five years ago and, uh, and I had a smartphone and I came, I was living elsewhere and I came back to Vancouver yeah. and, uh, and I don't even remember how I discovered it, but I, then I heard about this thing called Tinder and I was like, Whoa! I'm like, <laughs> this, Whoa. This, yeah. This sounds uh, this sounds pretty pretty amazing. So I um, uh, so I, I hopped on Tinder and I was back in Vancouver and I I had a smartphone and I was newly single and so like I hit it hard and I was like, uh, you know, I was going on mul multiple dates a week and and it was really just a, a way for me to get um, back into the social scene here because I'd been gone for quite a while. Mm -hmm. You know, so that was the main inspiration and just connect with new people, you know, and, and get social and expand my network. And, um, you know, and again, I work from home, right? So, yeah. uh, and, and as you know, you know, you work from home and we've got to, you know, we have to take, we have to be active about getting out. And, yeah. uh, so online dating, you know, it was a great opportunity for me to do that, to get out and meet new people and expand my social circle. So those were the original, uh, intents and, and reasons why I got into it. Got it. That's cool, man. Little known fact, one of my good friends, um, Charlo, he is like really tight in business partners with Marcus who started Plenty of Fish and he's from Vancouver and sold yeah. that. Yeah. He sold that to match for yeah. a ton, a ton of money. So uh, Vancouver has a lot of, you know, um, connections in that kind of world. 
I've, d- I've dated girls who've worked at Plenty of Fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess they're mixing their business with pleasure, huh? That's, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, pretty funny. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, Plenty of Fish is, is based out of Vancouver. And yeah, um, yeah, really interesting. That's cool. So what's the main way have you seen, I guess, relationships going from, you know, where people would have to used to, like, I actually had a call yesterday. It's, I, it's interesting that we're doing this today because I had a call yesterday with a dating coach, an LA, an LA dating coach. And she's a woman that only helps men, mostly entrepreneurs, connect with women because a lot of guys these days are so busy with their businesses, working from home or tied up in companies. They don't have a lot of time. And what she was saying was that the thing that's really lowered the bar is that back in the day, men usually had to go out and approach women at a coffee shop or in the street or at an event. And she's saying that these days, that's kind of a skill that is not really um, necessary or needed or even developed anymore because it's as easy as just swiping. So with you, do you find that in Vancouver and your scene, a lot of people are just literally into their phones to connect with people? Or is there still that social interaction of people connecting during their everyday life? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a great point. And, and I, you know, again, like, think back to when I was young, you know, and I'm 38, 37 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'll be um, 38 at the end of this new year. But, um, you know, when I was young, we're hanging out with the guys on the weekend or whatever. And we're like, where are the girls? You know, where are the girls at? Like, we got to go to the mall. Uh, we got to go downtown or, you know, eventually when we got of age, we got to go to the club. Yeah. And, uh, and now it's like, where are the girls at? Well, we just go on our phone. It's, you know, it's that easy. Like, and you don't, you don't, you're right. You don't really need that like in-person approach game, but, um, but that's still very much alive. I mean, one of my good buddies is very much in the whole pickup artist world, you know, and, and there's a, a huge culture of that and a huge industry as well, you know, teaching men how to um, approach women online. And a lot of these people who are in the pickup artist world don't do the online dating game, which is really fascinating. And they actually don't know how to do it, which is interesting, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Vancouver is a, a unique city specifically when it comes to socialization, because it's very, it's a very segmented city and it's also a very introverted city too. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Vancouver isn't really a, a social city in general. Like there isn't a lot of interaction on the fly, in-person interaction happening. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going out with friends that they work with or they go to school with or they've known since they were five years old, right. you know? So anytime I'm out and about and I meet people off the cuff or whatever, I guarantee, I, I know immediately that they're not from Vancouver or that they're new to Vancouver, Yeah, um, which is really interesting. You, you so, know, I- just just to jump in there, um, yeah. I, was, I was back in Van this summer, and um, I met up with uh, an old friend. We've been friends for a number of years. She's a Japanese girl, like beautiful, just like stylish and everything. And I asked her, I said, you know, just out of curiosity, do guys approach you, like, you know, on, yeah. on, you know in your day-to-day? And, uh, and she said that she gets approached about four times a day. Four times a day? She gets approached four times a day. She wow. Said, yeah four times a day. And I, 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 I even saw it because we were out for lunch together and then yeah. I went to grab uh, something. I can't remember that I came back and there was a guy outside the store like talking to her. And like, so, so, so yeah, like there's still, 
that aspect, I guess it depends, right? It, it, well, no, it, it totally depends. And, and you know, what's interesting is that's, I've, that's actually shocking. I, I've never heard that, to be honest. Yeah. So a couple of things, Vancouver is a very international city. Mm. I have a feeling that a lot of the people are approaching her are probably international. Mm. Um, and that's a, a connection, you know, um, a commonality that they're going for. Um, I have a friend uh, from Australia that's been here in Vancouver, gorgeous. She's a model, you know, she's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. She's been in Vancouver for a year and a half and she said that she has never been approached ever. Um, and I have other, you know, good girlfriends of mine and they travel a lot for work and immediately they, they see the exact same thing. Like they go to New York or LA or Toronto and men are coming up and talking to them, asking for numbers and want to go on dates. But in Vancouver, it just doesn't happen. So I think your friend's an exception. I think the international thing could play a big part, but you know, a lot of what I hear from women here in Vancouver is that, you know, they don't really get approached. Mm. Um, and a lot of men are very standoffish, you know, which is interesting. So I always make, knowing that I always make the effort. I always smile and, uh, you know, and I always say hi and, mm -hmm. you know, so, um, yeah, Vancouver is an interesting city, but, uh, but there's definitely people are, are losing that ability to, to socialize. And it's something I'm even cognizant of myself. Um, you know, I have a lot of times in life where I go and, uh, you know, I, I um, hibernate, you know, and I hide and, you know, so I, I have to put an effort myself to go out and be social and right. you know, make sure I know how to talk to people face to face. Yeah, no, totally, totally. Um, I just want to get into a couple of the questions that I've got here. Um, so that, that first one was from a friend of mine, um, Sarah, who asked what made you get started in yeah. online. So, so shout out to Sarah. Thanks for that. Um, now, Elena, um, Elena asked me a number of questions here. Really great question. <laughs> uh, it's funny because we just connected on a, on a podcast the other day. And she's like, I can't wait for this show because I'm really interested in this. Um, awesome. So she says, um, how do you choose girls to date? Um, so when you are going through, like, what are some things or criteria that you look for? Yeah. Like for, yeah, someone, for, for, a girl, yeah. For, a girl, for a girl that's basically trying to pimp out her profile, to get it yeah. guys, what do guys want? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a, that's a loaded question, obviously. Yeah. Um, so as I kind of mentioned, when I, when I first got onto the, to the dating apps about five years ago, um, I just came out of a relationship and I just moved back to a city. So I was, um, like eager to socialize. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't so picky, so to speak. I, I was more interested in just going out and having the experience of dating and, and meeting new people, right? So initially, I, I wasn't that picky. And then uh, as time progressed and, and I started to realize how much energy I was putting in, energy, finances, et cetera, that I was putting into these, this dating, yeah. and then also uh, my desire to you know, build my companies, et cetera, started to grow. So I had these, de these desires that balanced it out. I started to become a lot more selective and, 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 and even in, in the recent last two years, I mean, in the last two years off dating apps, I've maybe gone on 10 dates, maybe. So wait, in the, last, point, in the last two years, 10 dates. Yeah. In the last two years, 10 dates. And I would say the, wow. the yeah, the, the previous three years before that, you know, probably like 50 dates, you know? Okay. Um, so at this point I'm super selective personally, yeah. I'm really, really selective. But my experience has been that the people aren't actually that selective. And I, I think that's one of the biggest issues with online dating. Mm. And a lot of the reason why it gets the stigma 
that it's not successful or it doesn't work is because um, I think a lot of people are lonely yeah. and a lot of people are desperate and um, they're not that picky. I mean, it, it shocks me how quickly people want to get together for a coffee or a drink. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, we've talked for five minutes. You, you don't know anything about me. And, right. and it's, it's really shocking to be honest. So, um, and, and now I'm in a different place as well. Like I'm not, again, I don't have the energy and the time to be dating all the time. So I'm a lot more selective. So, yeah. So now it's, it's, it's a lot. I mean, if I told you that you'd laugh, to be honest, um, I, I have this pickup, uh, my, my very first, my initiating line is, is works really well, but it also is tied to my whole philosophy and my whole structure. But my initial line that I send out is, um, Hey, so-and-so, whatever their name is, tell me your birthday and I'll tell you our future. Huh. And like the response rate is incredible, but it's also extremely effective because I believe in astrology. So oh, yeah. I have a matchmaking tool that I use. And um, so they respond with their birthday and they're all excited. And so I go and put us in the match tool and then legitimately based on the match tool, we'll just determine whether I pursue the conversation or not. So uh, personally, I use astrology. I use astrology as the, as, as the foundation. Uh -huh. And then, and then the next thing is, um, is, uh, is core values and, and, and then like common interests and stuff like that. So, um, so yeah, it, it, my philosophy is totally different and, and really strategic, right? You know, really strategic. <laughs> well, that's, that's awesome. That actually knocks out one of the other questions. Someone, uh, the, my friend Mike sent because that was like one of the uh, questions, what's your opening line to connect and, and start a conversation? So uh, that's a good one. It reminds me of, uh, I can't remember that, there was like that, uh, that Indian con uh, comedian that had that show. I can't remember, it was like a popular um, Netflix show and he had some scandal about dating or something. And, and oh, he, Aziz, Aziz sorry. Right, I remember like yeah. his, his uh, first line in that show, was need anything from Whole Foods? Yeah, 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 yeah. You need to pick you up anything from Whole Foods, so yeah, uh, that's that's funny. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I'm a believer in astrology, and you know, we're all energy, right? So it makes exactly. sense. Exactly. Yeah, big um, time. And and yeah, big time. I I, I have this tool, this energy match tool. I've probably done over a thousand matches um, for myself, for my friends, personally and professionally, and uh, this this tool is pretty amazing. Um, you can, the four answers.com. It's incredible. Um, I, I based my entire dating off of it. All my friends wow. based their dating off of it. It's, it's legit. It's, it's an amazing tool. So, um, wow, that's but, interesting. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. Do, you, do you go deep into like any kind of like personality assessments like Myers-Briggs or anything like that? Or, um, I, I mean, I do for more professional, professional stuff, but, um, my, my favorite like psychometric assessment tool is the Berkman method. That's, by by far the most you know detailed tool it's it's amazing and it's actually really incredible for relationships so mm. you know in my relationship world you know i i use this match tool this energy match tool at the at the very first level and then if there is legitimately someone i'm interested in i work very closely with a vedic astrologer and then if i'm actually looking at pursuing a relationship i'll get our charts read and and just you know so i definitely follow that all of that and then I would probably, you know, if I was going to marry, if I was looking at marrying someone, I would probably get our Berkman's 
our, our Berkman's done and read together for sure. Well, let me ask you this. Um, another friend of mine, Lisa, sent in this question. She says, are you looking for marriage? Like, is this one of your goals is to find someone for marriage? Or is it just kind of something to kind of pass the time and socialize? Like, are you wanting to settle down and have kids? Is that in your future goals? Or Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a great question. And, and, you know, when I made this post on Facebook, it was really fascinating to see everyone's response. Um, and there was a varied response, but it's really interesting because a lot of people assume that with dating that you want a relationship. A yeah, lot of people yeah. are still there, which is crazy because it's such an old mindset, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, so, it's so weird. And, you know, if you do any kind of online dating, you'll now see that people, not everybody wants a relationship, a lifelong relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I fluctuate. Uh, I definitely, you know, I, I would love to meet someone that I, I, would, I could be with you know, for the next 20, 30 years or whatever, I would love that and build a family and build together. Definitely. That is something I, I, you know, have intentions of for sure. Um, marriage per se, I'm, I'm not, you know, like there's a lot of, that's a big conversation. That's a whole another podcast on its own. Right. But, um, but I'm, I'm all for, you know, commitment and all of that stuff. A hundred percent. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, that would be amazing for sure. I do have those, those desires definitely cool cool uh my other friend young uh i actually just connected with her she's korean but she was been living abroad um in australia for the last 10 years actually and her question was what's your expectations when you meet a girl on the first date like are you looking to like not just you but in general like your friends most yeah. guys like, you know what's the expectation is what her her question was yeah i mean I mean, that's a great question. And, and because, um, honestly, I think, I think it's really powerful if you can address that stuff before the first date, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the more you can be clear on your own expectations uh -huh. and desires and then be upfront and communicate that the better experience you're going to have with online dating, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it really depends on the conversation for me. You know, I might connect with someone, and and have a really good vibe and, and we might be like all right cool like all right so let's just get together let's have a drink you know and and no pressure I'm like, okay cool let's do that um or you know i might you know there might be the expectation you know established expectation that they're looking for a relationship and so mm -hmm. that guides the conversation so it really depends and but i i'm a hundred percent all about being upfront. Mm -hmm. um uh, I'm always upfront, always, you know, what, about what I'm expecting in through the connection. Always, it's, you know, I've, I've had enough, I've had enough dealing with the back end drama of not being clearly communicating upfront. Right. Because the drama that comes with it on the back end is not worth it at all. You know, I'm, I'm not, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, and you know, just from, um you see a lot of profiles that say, you know, no friends with benefits, no hookups, blah, 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 and all this stuff. But I mean, talking with my friends and even some of my personal experiences, that doesn't really, you know, <laughs> like, the, you know like the, there's one thing to say it, there's one, another thing to follow, you know, follow through. Of course, it. So, of course, so that's, yeah. That's, uh, that, you know, when you see that, it's not always, you know, it's actions speak louder than words. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and, and that's a great point. I mean, you know, I mean, again, I've, I've matched with, over 2,500 women probably and had conversations with over a thousand. And, and again, this is not like, this is clearly, it's a passion of mine. Like mm -hmm. I love, 
um, figuring out what makes people tick and, yeah, and what their desires are. And, and so when I'm doing this, a lot of it is personal, but it's also a lot of it is research. It's just, yeah. I'm just figuring out where are people at these days? You know, where's society at? And, and there's definitely this, and it's changed. It's already shifted in the last couple of years, but there's definitely this, this weird thing that happens with women where they, they think that sex is going to keep a guy where it's the exact opposite, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you, I don't know. Have you ever experienced this? Like I've always found that if I really like a girl, like I actually don't want to sleep with her right away. I actually yeah, yeah, yeah. totally, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. No, I'm, I'm totally on board with that for sure. Yeah. And it's, I've heard that from a lot of men, like that's a natural response. Like if we really like a girl, like we actually, we actually don't want to sleep with them right away. We want to wait. And so, but yeah. what's interesting is a lot of women think, by sleeping with a man early that that's actually gonna gonna hook them in mm-hmm. um but it you know it's not that way so um so yeah i mean you know again just be really clear communicate what do you want and uh and then and then be strong in that you know and stay yeah. true to that yeah no absolutely and the follow-up question that i promised elena i would ask she says and this is kind of like the money question. You don't have to answer this if you don't want to. <laughs> kind of like probably what a lot of people are wondering. Just yeah. Out of the the thousand that you talked with, or the, how however many hundreds you met, how many have you did you sleep with? Yeah. So I mean, again, I talked with over a thousand. Probably in about a five year span, I probably went on maybe seventy five dates, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um. And how many did I sleep with? All I'll say is I didn't sleep with, with as many as I could have. Yeah. Um, by far, by, by far. Uh, I mean, I probably could have slept with 10 times as many as I could have as I did. And, uh, and I, and I slept with a lot, a lot less than you would guess for sure. Um, so yeah, a lot less than people would guess. Not that many. It's, uh, yeah, that's fine. You know, yeah, a lot we, less. <laughs> we, we, we can leave, we can leave it at that. And you know, in our in our prior conversation um, last week, when we were kind of outlining the the layout for this call, um, one interesting point that we we came upon was like we were talking about kind of that those numbers, right? Like how many people, not just in your case, but in general, that match, connect, chat, meet, what the number that the guesstimate would be of goes from that to having an intimate interaction and your yeah. number was you said about 10 percent, right yeah I, I would say somewhere between like seven and ten percent maybe okay. i actually think that's quite high to be honest if, really? if you think about all all the dates that are happening yeah yeah because sure. i yeah. took that and did my own research with my group of friends over this past week and their numbers were like ridiculously a lot more uh, heavily skewed in the other favor. One guy said 80%. One 80%. Of my buddies, yeah, one wow. of my buddies, he's like, he's like, if you actually take the time to meet someone, cool. and it's like, you know, after you've been kind of going back and forth for a while, he thought that between 60 and 80% kind of escalating to that next level of, uh, of an interaction. Yeah. So I was yeah. like, wow, like, I, I w- personally, I would have thought around like more of like the 40 to 50. Um, but I guess we'll never know. No one really has access to that data. And well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I guess these dating apps, they could have access, but you know, are people going to tell the truth first of all, right? right? Like, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you just think about, I mean, there's so many dates happening that the, the number of dates that are happening are, hmm. you know, are, are, you know. Well, well that kind of leads to my next question. What is the, the best first date setup for meeting someone? Like what's your kind of go-to or like, do you have an MO that you kind of usually do like a, a typical first meetup? Yeah. Yeah, for oh, sure. that was well, Jessica. I, I think the worst. I think the worst. The worst is um is unless you guys agree that this is something you really want to do and are excited. The worst is a movie, of course. Right. Yeah. You can't talk to the person. You communicate yeah. unless yeah. that's something you you're totally stoked on and amped on. The second worst is dinner, is brutal. I, I don't understand that as a first date. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah. Um, my my favorite is definitely like a beach date, a beach picnic is mm. my absolute favorite, that's, you know, um, go to the beach with a blanket, snacks, wine, music, a board game. That's the ultimate. I, I, I mean, you know, cause if anything, it's just a great experience. And even if your date's a dud, at least you're at the beach and with music and food and snacks. So you're good to go. Um, you know, and it's, it's kind of, it's hard to ruin that as a date. Um, but that, that's my favorite for sure. Yeah, no, that's actually my go-to. I just live right on a beach here, and there's nothing better than just going down and, like you said, have a blanket, maybe have, like, yeah. you know, some, some snacks, maybe a glass, bottle of wine or something, and just kind of kick it. Um, yeah, 100%. It's the best. So, so yeah, that's, uh, that's for all of you out there doing the dinner and movie thing, that's, uh, that's probably not your best move. Um, no, man. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, and as far as these different apps, so you said you've been on 24, what's the quality, what's the platforms, which is kind of your, your best, uh, results or, you know, your ones that you've been most happy with, you know, things that people are looking to get started. Maybe they've never tried this. What are some, you know, tips or tools or anything that you could share? Yeah. I mean, um, I don't, I don't know exactly how many I've been on. I made a list of, I know eight, I can remember 18 of them at least. Wow. Um, there's gotta be at least 10 more that I can, that I can't remember. But, um, but again, it, it all comes down to what your intentions are. You know, yeah. what do you want to get out of it? Right. So, I mean, obviously if you don't know what your intentions are, or if you're just looking for fun or to go on as many dates as possible, Tinder is great for that. You know, it's, it's, you know, that's what it's made for. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're a little bit more serious and, you know, and you want to, um, you know, you want to maybe, meet someone that isn't just out to have fun you know mm -hmm. obviously like something like bumble is a little bit different it's a yeah. little bit more screened and um you know bumble is supposed to be more female centric but it's not really right. the women have to message first but most women just message hi anyways and which right. is you know um and then you know but like but legitimately, you know, if you are looking for a relationship, like a, a website like eHarmony is awesome, you know, mm. because A, you got to pay for that thing. You got to pay like 40 bucks a month. So, yeah. you know, most likely only people who are on there are going to be serious about what they're looking for. And it's, right. so you can actually find people looking for a relationship. So I would say eHarmony is really great if you're actually looking for a relationship. Yeah. Um, and then there's even, you know, there's like, I, for a couple of weeks, I was even on Seeking Arrangements, which is a sugar daddy website, like sugar daddy, sugar baby website, you know, so even oh, wow. that exists. Yeah, like, straight up, like, you know, be honest with yourself, know what you're looking for. Like, if, if you're just looking for that kind of arrangement, 
there's websites for that. So yeah. um, there's, there's a range, but it all comes down to like, what do you want to experience? And I think, again, that is so powerful to determine that because that'll determine your whole online experience, you know? No, that's, that's so true. One of my, uh, my friends um, was, she made the, uh, the comparison that Tinder is like Walmart and Bumble is like, uh, you know, like a banana Republic or like a higher end, you know, like uh, shop. So yeah, I would say Bumble's more like target. It's not that it's not really a step above. I yeah. just joined a new, a new one a little while ago called Luxie. And it's basically, it's, um, that, that is like the banana Republic or, uh, like, um, Holt Renfrew version because you have to be voted in by the community. I've heard of it. You have to pay like 140 bucks a month to be a part of it. Right. So, I, I mean, and luckily I got voted in, um, you know, and, and there's still, you know, you got to pay once you get in still, but, um, it's actually pretty cool, you know? So, so people are either a looking for a relationship or b looking for a sugar daddy or a sugar baby, etc. On that on that app, so you know you, you know you, you know where you stand. But it's you know it's a cool day. it's a cool app. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you know, we talked about this uh, on our call um, previously. You know, it's it's unbelievable how many people are out there. Like you know, I've I've tested some different ones, and like I'll go to like a coffee shop and like you know, the, the waitress there, I'm like, I recognize you. And then, and then, yeah. I, and then I'll like match with her like two days later. And I'm like, yeah, okay. That's where I recognize you from. Like, it's just something that just becomes so normal. It's just kind of, it's basically like Instagram, you know, it's basically like, do you follow like the RSD guys, real social dynamics? Um, no, I don't know. Okay. But you probably do. I will though. Send me a link. I'll, I'll follow. I'll yeah. Like they, they're probably the biggest, like, it's kind of like David D'Angelo's like double your dating book, but these oh, guys, cool. Yeah, but these guys are like doing workshops and it's really about personal development and, and dating uh, relationship advice. And, yeah. you know, the one main guy's name is Tyler. He's just like such a character. He's just like, he's actually Canadian and he's just like got this big beard. He's just like so energetic. It's unbelievable. Um, nice. I, I thought that he was on cocaine all the time, but he's like, no, I don't do drugs and I don't even drink. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. some of the craziest people I know are people who have never drank before. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so he was saying how, like, if you're not on like active on social media, he's like, you don't exist. Like basically in the dating world now, it's like girls basically going to your Instagram or guys going to your Instagram and just being like, you can just pretty much see everything about someone in his life and see if they're interesting for you or not. And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. I guess like even this uh, dating coach I was talking with yesterday in LA, she's like, everything's going down in the DMS, you know, like that's how people are even kind of getting more connected more than, oh these dating apps you know like i got a buddy i got a buddy who is a pro at sliding into dms and getting dates i mean you know he's not dating these girls you know but um but he's he's a pro that's and that's his thing you know like he you know and like i i've never gone to that level i don't you know that's that doesn't in, in, inspire me but yeah i mean it's you know constantly like i didn't even have a personal instagram until a couple months ago right you know but previous to that all the time girls would be like you know, very early on, what's your, what's your Instagram? Cause they want to yeah. see like, who are you really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I created one just because I was like, I don't know. So <laughs> I had one just to show them, you know, yeah. I had this one girl actually, I, I matched with her like on five different dating platforms, multiple times, every platform. And each time she'd ask me right away, what's your Instagram? And I literally just, mess I just matched with her again the other day and she actually didn't message me because I think she remembered, but, um, <laughs> Um, 
but yeah, it's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, and it is funny, like every time I go out, every single time I go out on the weekend at night, I see people from the dating apps every single time. And I'll go say hi, of course, you know, like, um, you know, it's, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be awkward that way. I'll go say hi. And yeah. it, and it's, it's cool. Sometimes you hit it off in real life and sometimes you don't. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, a couple of people asked me to ask you this, like, what are some of your craziest stories or just kind of like things that have happened in the last five years of maybe interactions that gone wrong or right, you know, like on, <laughs> on either way of the spectrum, you know, like, has there been any kind of standout experiences through the adventures of uh, Dolan? Online? Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been tons. Um, there's been tons. I mean, <laughs> um, the, oh man, there's been so many. I mean, the coolest story of all of them, I would say the coolest one uh, is that I, I met this one girl um, and uh, we, we were born on the same day Wow. Month and year, same hospital, hours apart. That's crazy. Insane, dude. Insane. And, and really crazy. Like, like hours apart in the same hospital and everything. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so, you know, we, we connected and we'd be and we hung out a bunch of times and we became friends and, and like, and that I was just so cool. Cause our lives were actually very similar. Like, huh. Oh yeah. Like it was really freaky. Like we even, <laughs> We were living, I, you know, I'm from Vancouver. We're both from this area. We, we were living in LA at the same time. And then we left LA and went to Costa Rica at the same time. And then we came back to Vancouver at the same time. Totally parallel, you know, like, anyways, really interesting. That, that's the craziest story I would say of them all. And then, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's tons um, of, you know, really just crazy synchronistic stories and, and yeah. some that were, um, you know, just, uh, I don't just mind-blowing you know um yeah. one of the the theme of a lot of the the really interesting ones that like made me just you know um shake my head was that like you go on a date with a girl and you know and the date is brutal the date is so bad and for whatever reason there's no conversation there's no vibe there's nothing you know and then she messages you later saying hey i had a great date I would love to see you again. And it's just like, yeah. wow, like, is there really, you know, like, did I really just misread the entire situation or is there really that few good men out there to choose from? I, you know, like, you know, that, that surprised me a lot, a lot of dates like that where it was just like, absolutely no way do I ever want to see this person again. And then them messaging you and saying, Hey, that was awesome. Would love to see you again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you know, the thing that blows me away the most is, if you've ever looked at a girl's account to see how many guys are hitting her up and the fact a that you even match b that you even connect and answer each other's messages c that yeah. you get together and b that it kind of you know involve evolves into something like that's the the odds are just so stacked against in most cases because there's so many at least from the girls that I've seen here that I look at, like, we'll be like, oh, you know, show me, because they want to see the girls that are on these, you know, like, their competition and stuff. So I'll show them my account. I don't care. So they look, yeah. and then I look through theirs, and they have, like, you know, a hundred times more, 
you know, volume. And I'm just like, man, it's crazy that connections are even being made with so many uh, options. And that's why people yeah. like it's a C, you know, like, and that's what we're talking about. Like, that's what these guys in RSD were saying, how like they hire people to manage their accounts, right. like, you know, just follow yeah. up with people messaging. Like it's like a full-time job. Like you were saying like hundreds of hours, you know, of just yeah. back and forth. And, and it's just like, it's exhausting. Totally. Oh, dude, I have a notepad on my phone with copy and paste. I just copy and paste the same responses, you know, like, oh, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, no, it's, it, it is interesting. I have a, I have a buddy who is a fellow internet marketer and he did an experiment. He, one day he went and created a plenty of fish account as a, as a female and filled wow. the entire thing out, except he didn't put any pictures up. Yeah. And within 24 hours, he had over a thousand messages. Wow. Within 24 hours, he had a thousand messages with no picture on his profile. That's yeah. insane. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. So it's like, it, you're totally right. Like when you, when you actually get someone's attention and you actually have enough of a conversation to connect, like it is, it actually is very rare. And, um, and then, and then above and beyond that, it, it, it begs the, the bigger question of the bigger picture mm -hmm. is it's this whole experience has really opened my eyes to how rare it really is to meet someone to, to be in a relationship with. It's actually, yeah. it's probably the most rarest thing on earth that could happen <laughs> yeah. um, to, to meet someone that you want to live a life with, but we're so programmed to think that everyone should have it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, um, but it's actually, probably the most rarest experience that you could ever have. And, and the more I experience this and fine tune what, it, and, and, you know, and I, I've, I've had relationships, I've had long-term relationships. I'm not, you know, a single guy for life. I've had, yeah. I've been engaged. I've done that. I've done all that, you know? So right. I have, you know, my, I live with my best friends. They've been together for nine years and I live with previous best friends who'd been together for 10 years and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like I, I know what a healthy long-term relationship looks like. And the more and more time I spend on it, the more I see where people are going, it, it's incredibly rare. It's very rare. Yeah. And, and the whole online dating thing has just reminded me of that, that just how rare it really is, you know? Right. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think that that's like, especially nowadays, cause there's just so many options, you know, like I think that I'm seeing a lot of friends that are staying single later because they're just like, a lot of my friends that are married are telling me like, dude, don't do it. Like a lot of my friends are now after a year of marriage, two years of marriage, you're getting divorced, separated. And they're just like, man, like they kind of envy the freedom of being able not just to date other people, but just to have your own kind of space, you know, like I think that, yeah. but on the, on the other side of it, you know, as a single person, you can kind of be like, well, it would be nice not to have Christmas, you know, alone or by yourself, <laughs> like that, you know? And it was, the weird thing, the weird thing here is in Asia, like in Japan and Korea where I'm living, you know, like the holidays, like that are family holidays back home are huge dating holidays here. Like Christmas is like the biggest date, dating day of the year here. Like it's really weird. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's really, really different. Um, Very so, cool. So I've seen that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how in the future with access to people of limitless potential, we'll see if the dating or the, the marriage numbers reduce because people just have a lot more options and they're not really lonely because they can pick up their phone and be on a date in 20 minutes, anytime, anywhere, basically. 
Um, so it's not like this thing where back in the day, if you weren't married, you're sitting at home alone all the time. People that have the most active lives I've seen are the people that are single that are going out and kind of, you know, being social totally. and interacting with more people. So I think there's a big shift in society right now because of massive. these, uh, these, there's just more options, right? Yeah. Massive for sure. So I'm curious, have you ever seen, because this is something that's happened uh, recently where couples, it's like, you'll see a, a, a you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, <laughs> where, I think so. <laughs> where, where you'll see like a profile that's like, it's a girl, but it's like also like, I've got a boyfriend. Like, is that <laughs> back home? Because I've been seeing that more and more common. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it seems to be something that a lot of couples are exploring. Well, I mean, this all goes back to, to what you were just talking about is that people are realizing that our understanding and our structure of relationships to date is not working. It's right. not, it's yeah. broken. Yeah. Mar marriage or single is not the only option. It's not. And marriage isn't working. The statistics show that. Yeah. And, and being single is not what it used to be. You're right. I mean, yeah. social media fulfills that desire. We're no, we're, we don't, there's no, you know, there's no real loneliness anymore for the most part, right? Mm -hmm. um, on deeper levels, obviously there is, but, but um, so we're waking up. We're, and so we're starting to think about, okay, well, how do I want my relationships to unfold in my life? And, and definitely like, you know, and I, and, and I push my boundaries. So I've gone into these different lifestyles, you know, um, and just to explore, like, what are people doing? What are they experiencing? And yeah, I mean, there's a huge, a huge amount of that um, popping up these days, polyamory and yeah. open relationships. And, um, and, you know, um, there's a, there's a lot of that popping up these days for sure. And, um, and there's even apps for that, you know, like yeah. there, uh, there one site, one dating site I was a part of was uh, FetLife, which is a, that's what this is all about. It's all about like the fetish lifestyle, you know, and um, it's a lot of couples. And um, yeah, so there's, there's a, there's a and especially in Vancouver, you know, that's, it's booming a lot. Um, yeah. A lot of alternative stuff pops in Vancouver sooner, you know, earlier. But um, yeah, yeah, I see a lot of that stuff for sure. Definitely. Yeah. No, that's interesting because I had my first kind of, um, I guess, introduction to that when I matched with a, a girl and she's like, oh, I, I also have a boyfriend. And I'm like, oh, oh nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that was interesting. And uh, yeah. Uh, you had your first threesome, is that what you're saying? No, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything like that. But it was just like an interesting to hear from yeah. their side of it. And actually, I've got an episode coming up next week with an ex-girlfriend of mine who has been in open relationships and in an open marriage. And she's like a big Burning Man. Um, she runs Intimacy Fest, and she's big oh, cool. in the uh, whole poly polyamorous community. Nice. And that's going to be a really interesting conversation because of the, um, yeah, like I, 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 I've just seen her growth and development and how she navigates these different relationship archetypes. And I can't wait for a call because she talks about like having group sex in Burning Man with like a bunch of people part of her community. I'm like, wow, that's something yeah. I've never really partaked in or I don't know if I could even handle that situation, but, um, <laughs> but I'm definitely looking well, forward I'll, to that. I'll, I'll, I'll plan to seed now to tie the episodes together and maybe create some future dialogue. But um, yeah, sure. I, I've, I've observed this for quite some time and it uh -huh. started like, uh, I was when I was living in uh, San Diego, huge Burning Man community and blah, blah, blah. And um, 
what I observed of the open polyamorous community is, you know, it's all very different, you know, mm-hmm. but um, that requires a foundational desire of growth. You're right. Her, mm-hmm. you know, the growth path she's been on. So if you have a core value of growth and you thrive on processing life mm-hmm. and, and breaking through dramatic situations, that's the open relationship to poly. That's what that's all about. A thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. Well, um, I've, I've read uh, probably the best book I've read in the last five years was called The Truth by Neil Strauss. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's great. It's called The Truth, The Uncomfortable Conversation About Relationships. And cool. so he wrote the book, The Game, which I actually never read. Yeah. It was like this pickup kind of dating book for guys. I actually never read yeah. that. But um, a friend of mine like that's really into personal development is like, dude, you got to read this book called The Truth. And I started reading it. And dude, it was ridiculous. Like, Because basically after he wrote The Game, he kind of had a breakdown. And after having so much money, fame, and thousands of women he went into like sex rehab and went in some really, really intense, dark places and then came out of that and tried to create his ideal relationship. So he was in like, living in a house with like four of his girlfriends, you know, like it was just like this, you know, really well-written authentic. Like I, I highly recommend anybody um, looking at relationships or dating, read the truth. Cause it was the best book I've read probably yeah. in the last five years in any industry, you know? So um, yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of people that are doing really interesting things and in kind of customizing their own kind of uh, relationships, right? And I think we'll just see more yeah. and more of that. For sure. Forward. I mean, it's time, man. It's time we go through a relationship, uh, you know, revolution. And um, yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, just like everything else in our lives, you know, everything's going through a revolution right now. And definitely with our relationships, it's, it's a must, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's definitely the way it is. Um, are you getting? I'm haven't really been looking at the Facebook feed that much. Are you, have you seen any questions or anybody? Yeah, I'm just checking out right now. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm just seeing if anyone had a question here when it comes to. Me. A lot of so, people. So yeah, some people, someone asking, uh, guessing is or asking is online dating a huge waste of time. Um, let's see here. Dating sucks, period. (laughs) Are you still single? They ask. Um, let's see. I'm just, yeah, I I feel like there was a couple questions. I know the story, blah, blah, um, yeah, you know, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, you know, a, a lot of people, there's a stigma about online dating, you know, mm-hmm. there's a stigma about online dating and, and the online dating is not effective and that, it, and that it sucks, you know, there, there's definitely that stigma for sure. And, you know, like even in the, in the, in the even in the post that I made on my Facebook page, I think there's three three people in there that have met and married mm. people from online dating you know sure right good friend of, okay definitely two of them met and married on through online dating apps and one of them they haven't married yet but they're live together and you know building their life together you know yeah um and so 
but you know, we've kind of touched on this, but like 10, 15 years ago, if you're single, you had to go out and meet people to go on dates, you know, right. but now it's easy to swipe, you know, swipe on your phone. So it's like ordering, going, it's like ordering pizza almost like you could literally like, you know, have someone delivered to your you know neighborhood, you know, it's crazy. It is crazy. Like, uh, literally like you, you don't even have to leave your house and you can get food <laughs> relationships, <laughs> everything closed, everything delivered to your house, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh yeah i mean like one of the funniest things that ever happened that one day i was like i'm gonna see if i can keep a, a conversation with at least at least one person going for full 24 hours full 24 hours huh. I, I was able to i could have kept going beyond but i got exhausted <laughs> but i was able through multiple dating apps have at least one conversation going for a full 24 hours you know yeah insane like that's absolutely incredible right wow and um and so anyways the point is is that you know we are we're going on more dates than ever you know i yeah. mean i've, I've gone on more dates in the last five years than my parents went on in their entire life yeah for sure you know <laughs> by far you know and so the numbers are way higher and so what do we expect really but one of the interesting one of the interesting things i came across was that um, and I've studied this, you know, and looked into the the whole relationship aspect. And there's actually a, um, there's actually a physiological, I, there's an ideal physi physiological step-by-step -step process for courtship. Mm. It consists of about 21 steps, I think. Mm -hmm. And online dating, and so, and the key, the key is if you miss one of the steps, the relationship has like a 90 percent less chance of succeeding hmm. if you miss one of the steps period at any point in time online dating messes up the first three steps <laughs> so already with online dating you've already messed up your chance by 95 percent of of the courtship being successful right right yeah and and then there's and then beyond this there's there's additional studies um that um the two worst foundations to build a long-term relationship on yeah. are looks and common interests because mm. looks change or looks fade mm -hmm. and common interests are a dime a dozen, right? Uh, yeah. The two worst things to build a relationship on yet. They are the two most common things society builds a relationship on, yeah, especially in the online dating world. Yeah. So, if you're going to online date, just know that you're already setting yourself up for, for failure, period. So period. What, that's just the reality of the fact, you know, <laughs> unless you go into it with knowledge and expectation and like knowledge and study. Right. So mm -hmm. the best, the best foundation to build a relationship on is long-term shared goals. Mm -hmm. The greatest long-term shared goal is that you want to see your partner die. It's fucked up. It's morbid but it's the truth. You literally want to see that person grow old, get gray hairs and die. That, that is the greatest long-term goal you can have in any relationship because wow. you will do whatever it takes to stay with that person until that moment happens. Right. That's huge. That's such it's, an interesting perspective on it. I've never thought of that. That's what's well, the, it's the cliche. It's the cliche 
holding the hand on a rocking chair in, on the pork. It's that it's that cliche, right? Movie yeah. cliche, and that's the it is literally the truth that you want to see that individual that only that one person, right? So, because that can't be achieved with anyone else except for that one person. Therefore, that narrows your goal to this one person. So, without this person, you can't achieve your goal, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, long-term shared goals is the greatest thing, and and if it's related to living a life together. So, a lot of people have asked me, like, have you ever met girls that you want to date, etc. Like, so recently, last year, I did. I met a girl, um, beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of common interests. We had a lot of shared core values. So core values is the other thing to build a relationship on is core values. Because our core values are anchored in, um, at, I think, by the age of five, five or seven or something. Yeah. So core values are something to build a, a, the, for a foundation, to build a foundation of a relationship on. But how often do you see in a dating profile someone listing their core values? Never. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's their common interests. They're always listing their common interests, right? Yeah, right. So... Um, so this girl, she's beautiful. We had a lot of common interests. We had great core values and we had, we had some long-term goals, but one of her long-term goals was to grow old with her partner, right? She wanted to live into her eighties, but see her and I were, uh, 11 years difference Yeah. and men typically die younger. So automatically statistically, and again, anything can happen, but statistically we're potentially about 20 years apart from when I would pass before right. her and she would live on. Yeah. So already we, we would not be able to fill her long-term goal of living into her eighties with her partner. Right. Yeah. So, and then the second thing was um, I wanted to have a family. I want to have a family potentially in the next three years. And she wasn't ready for that. Right. So, um, so again, this is, you know, beautiful girl with huge potential for a long-term relationship but it came down to the real like core values and the real long-term goals. We didn't match. Yeah. And you know, I made a responsible decision. We had a responsible conversation. I made a responsible decision. We decided to part ways, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's really crucial because if you, if, if you think of it like you're, you're your own ship, if your ship is going this way and their ship is going that way, you're not gonna, you know, you're gonna, you're not in alignment and it's better to kind of end those things sooner than later because if you do invest maybe two or three years together then you're just getting further and further apart almost and you're missing out on the opportunities to meet someone that is in line with your core values as you said exactly and that's exactly what she wanted to do and see again she was 11 years younger right so mid-20s she was like well let's just play by ear let's just go with the flow and see what happens and i'm like no i've i've been there i've done that like The longer you wait, the more pain you're going to cause. Always. That's my, like, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in relationships. The longer you delay, the longer you wait, the more pain you're going to cause. So if you can address these things at the beginning, which I know it's difficult, you know, because we're lonely and we have needs and blah, blah, blah. But if you can address the beginning, we're better off. So the way I look at my dating strategy is it's not a, it's not a matter of like, have I found someone that I want to be with? It's not, it's not it's not based on that. It's, but it's a matter of like, how many heartbreaks have I avoided by being responsible? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's interesting was I was out for dinner last night with a couple of buddies and they were telling me about one of their mutual friends. Um, uh, I think my, my battery just died here on the Facebook. Oh shit. Oh, well that just means they have to stay tuned to the podcast. Um, but you know what? I think that that also means that it doesn't get posted. Let me just, uh, because I need to actually post 
that or else you just lose that whole feed. Let me just, uh, let me check. We might get a little feedback here. Yeah. Being responsible. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, no, it's still got posted. Don't worry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Usually after you, uh... you were you were talking about uh, you went for dinner with some friends. Right. Yeah. So um, oh, here it is. I'm going to actually end this. And post it. Um, so, so yeah, I went, uh, I went for dinner with some friends and crazy, like this guy was dating this girl for three months and she has some unstable history and some baggage like everyone does. Yeah. Uh, and then they were looking at kind of going to the next level and moving in together and actually moving back to Canada from Asia together. And then she just like, <laughs> basically it went from a 20 minute conversation that started, oh no, I don't want to go camping this weekend, to her 20 minutes later screaming out that, you know, I have a sugar daddy in New York. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, it just like, it just like went from zero to a hundred so quick. And then this guy was like, um, <laughs> this guy was like traumatized by that, obviously, you know, like, yeah. Like how things can just like turn on a dime. Like you think that you have this perfect relationship and you know someone and then they turn out to be totally on a whole nother level. And, and then, you know, and obviously he's bummed, but the way the feedback that I gave, I was like, man, you just saved yourself potential, you know, like ruining your life. Cause imagine if you go, go and you get married or engaged and make all these life plans, like moving countries and stuff. I mean, you just saved yourself you just dodged a bullet, my friend. Like, you should be grateful that, you know, bomb just dropped because it would have been uh, 10 times worse if you continued down that road. So, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. If you see a red flag, like, I had this one situation where this girl just totally, everything was fine, and then she just, like, turned on a dime and just had this breakdown, and I was just like, whoa, where is that coming from? And that, that right there was, like, red flag. All right. I got to go see ya. And this we're not doing this again. You know, like it's uh, when people share their true colors, you know, in moments of whatever, you know, emotional trauma or breakdowns, you get to see who they really are and how they react. And if you're going to be in a long-term relationship or a committed relationship for marriage with that person, you want to know everything you can get as much data about them as possible because yeah. people, people have this front that they put on in the first few dates or whatever that oh yeah you know this is me they have this you know perfect presentation and then it's not good enough to just date someone for a while like you have to get to know their parents you know like I dodged a bullet I was going to marry a girl until I found out that her her whole family dynamics was just totally just the definition of dysfunction and I was like man that's a huge bullet dodged and uh yeah so you're right it's better to oh. bail ship while uh, while you can still see the port to swim back to. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, 
they say um, two things take commitment, marriage and insanity. <laughs> and the reason why we value commitment so much is because it's actually naturally a very rare thing. Uh-huh. It's a very rare thing. And especially when it comes to relationship, it's incredibly rare. And, and that's all it takes. If you want to have a long-term relationship, all you got to do is commit to that person for the rest of your life. That's all you got to do. It's one thing. Right. It's really simple, but it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's, it's the, one of the hardest things in the world you can do. Um, and, and for a reason, you know? And so it's, um, I, I think what we're going through right now in relationships, this relationship revolution that's happening is a very good thing. And hopefully it just inspires people to really look at their lives and really assess what do they want. And, and like you said, you know, when, when the ships, the two ships, you know, two ships aligning, I mean, and we're, and we're human beings. I mean, we're yeah. human beings. We have infinite levels to us, complexities, you know? Uh-huh. So finding two things to come together, but also that have infinite levels of complexity to come together is like, it is a Rubik's cube nightmare that, you know, it, it, it's a very rare thing. So treat it that way, you know? And yeah, yeah it's, uh, Definitely. I, I think it's great. And that relationship with the, 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 the girl that I shared where we, uh, we had a gr- like incredible, we had a high energy match, you know, yeah. like our astrology was off the charts. It was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and the conversation that ended the, the relationship went very much kind of like that. We we're just kind of chilling on the couch and, and I knew there was a conversation to be had. And then she brought it up. She was like, Oh, well, she's like, she's like, how funny is this? My roommate brought up the fact that you're 11 years older than me. And that, hey, men die younger. And I'm like, well, maybe there's some things we should talk about. And right. so we did. We had a conversation. And then basically what came up was um, she said, she said, if I were to get pregnant, I would definitely want an abortion. She's like, in general, you know, like wow. in, in life right now, like if I, if I got pregnant, I'd want an abortion. And that was like a punch to the gut for me. And I, I've been in a relationship before where we got pregnant and we had an abortion, you know, I've been there, you know, so that was a situation I've been familiar with. And so, but when she said this, the reaction I had, was like a punch to the gut. And I really, really realized that having a family in the next three years was, a, was an option that I wanted at least. Uh-huh. So we had the conversation. It was tough. It was really tough. This girl's absolutely beautiful. She's an incredible human being, but we had to have this responsible conversation right. to, you know, to, to prevent future heartache and future, you know, upset. Well, absolutely, man. And, and talking about heartache, first of all, condolences to your abortion, because I know how just traumatizing and intense that is. And for, I'm going to share a resource for people that have gone through that. There's a huge, yeah. there, there's a, there's a huge nonprofit free um, support counseling, I guess, agency, you can call it called Rachel's Vineyard. If anybody, cool. if anyone's heard of Rachel's Vineyard, it's the best support counseling and they do it for couples that have gone through, through that. And, you know, I can, I can speak for, I know a number of the people that are in, involved in it and it's, it's something that it's such a, an unfortunately subject that doesn't get a lot of awareness because of the shame and, and obviously emotional, uh, you know, uh, difficulties around it. But a lot of people don't know yeah that's like losing a family member, you know, and it's- Dude, that, you know what, that's really beautiful that you're so aware of that because it's true. 
Um, it, it certainly, as, as a male, mm -hmm. definitely difficult because in that specific situation, I wanted to keep the child. Um, but, but, um, but for a woman, it is. It's very difficult. Hormonally, energetically, spiritually, it's a very difficult situation. So that's really cool that you're really attuned to that because I truly agree. Like, that's not something that should be swept under the rug. Like, um, you know, that, that is a process that, that needs consideration on all levels. And uh, 40, last year, 42 million abortions in the entire world. 42 million abortions. And, um, you know, obviously many reasons why abortion happens, yeah. but, um, but regardless, there definitely needs to be some care for, for both, you know, obviously if, if the, if the male's aware and involved and, and for the woman always, there needs to be some, some, um, some care. So it's re really amazing that you're aware of that. And that's a beautiful resource to share. So. Well, well, I'll even go a step further and share something I've actually never shared publicly anywhere with anyone. Um, it, it's, well, first two things. I want to go back a step where you said that it's, it's something that is very, I think men are almost equally, not equally because it's the woman's body that goes through it, which is just, I can't even fathom. Yeah. But um, I had a really good friend out here that, after his girlfriend had an abortion, he tried to commit suicide. Wow. And this is a foreigner guy, you know, Canadian guy. He had everything going, but it just totally triggered him on such a deep emotional traumatic level that he actually was hospitalized after trying to commit suicide. Um, and there's a lot of cases where men get severely um, just, just emotionally traumatized from it. And my background is when I was 23 years old, I was in a relationship where I was ready to get married because um, my girlfriend was pregnant. And I was the one that actually took responsibility and said, I want to go ahead and, and you know, take full responsibility uh, as if you're not ready, I'll be the sole custody parent. And we went ahead and, and had the baby together. And so I've got a 14 year old son that after going through the pregnancy and everything. I got to know her family dynamics and background. That was what I mentioned earlier, how I always dodged a bullet, but right. that bullet still went through my heart and is still penetrating me today because I've got a 14 year old son that I was through the court custody process for about 10 years in Canada that because I wasn't married, I basically had no parental rights and no fatherly. Wow. And I spent, man, a decade and just, the finances or whatever, you can get those back. But the time that I've missed with my son and, you know, I did my best to be involved in his life as much as I was able and allowed to. But after going through that just horrific experience of trying to be a parent and not being allowed because you're, the, mother, the partner uh, is not letting you because they, they have a new partner that's telling the child to call him dad. Like, it, it dude, like that's a big wow. I'm just still wow. not looking at the family dynamics as most people do. Because when I was going through my twenties, all my friends are going to court and, you know, or going to clubs and partying. I was going to court and trying to get custody and access meeting with lawyers wow. all through my twenties. So um, wow. I've actually got two episodes that I'll be releasing um, in the next few weeks about uh, guys that have really made a stance for father's rights and fighting the family court system that are incredibly emotional episodes that I'm going to be releasing. Um, 
And uh, after going through all that out here, I actually had an experience where a girl I was seeing got pregnant. And mm. if I did not go through that previously, I would have totally welcomed, you know, this second opportunity to, to have a family. But because of her situation and her relationship with her family, she's like, if I have a child, I'm going to be disowned, basically. Wow. The Asian culture here and everything. And so we actually had an abortion, man. And it was the most traumatic like that. What I went through for that decade was intense. But what I went through in this couple of months, deciding and going through that procedure, and then going through the counseling through the um, Rachel's Vineyards that I mentioned earlier, it, man, that was, that was a life lesson I wouldn't wish upon anyone. And that's why people listening to this that think dating is all fun and games and there's no consequences. Like there's deathly consequences to not taking things seriously and not being um, uh, protective and aware and responsible. So thousand percent, man. Uh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing that. I've never, I've never, I don't know how this is going to go, but like, I just feel that I can help prevent something or give someone closure through the counseling resources that I went through. Um, Hopefully that, and I'll have that link below if people want to check it out. And this is something you can go through at any time. It doesn't have to be, if you had an abortion, you know, 10 years ago and you're still feeling it, which I know people do. I've talked to women uh, and guys that have gone through it and it's something that just doesn't go away. If you feel like you need, you know, support or counseling around that, the, get in touch with these people. They've got offices all around the world, and it's the yeah. best thing that no one really knows about. So it's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful, and I and I love, I love it because it, it it ties it all together. Because, um, you know, it's like these these dating apps are, um. They're, they're games. They are. They're, they're made that way. These are made with a game mentality to give us that hit, that dopamine hit, uh-huh. with a match and a message. And, you know, it, it's made that way, but it's not a game. It's, it's really not. It's real life. It is, yeah. you know. And, uh, and, and again, we're going through this whole relationship and even sexual awakening. We are. And we're really understanding what it means to be, um, you know, human beings that thrive on relationships and that have, you know, carnal desires and intimate desires, etc. And but it all it all does. It's like it's all has like life and death consequences. It really does. So um, you know, it, it, it's as as fun as it can be, it's also got those serious elements. And and I'm really glad that you mentioned that, man. And it's like um it's uh I mean seriously we we need to take responsibility in our lives. And it and uh and if anything this is like my online dating experience has taught me that that really emotionally mentally physically to step up take responsibility become aware of who i am and the desires i want and the life i want to build and lead and live Mm -hmm. and and then have that reflect in my everyday you know actions you know so um i really appreciate you sharing that it's really beautiful and i'm sure a lot of people are going to get a lot out of that well, thanks. And thank you for sharing what you did, because that kind of opened up the space to do so. And um, just to kind of go full circle with that, you know, the thing that's the most beautiful of that is all the, the women that we went through that together with, she's become like my sister. She's one of my best friends. And I, I consider her my family. Like, we're still so incredibly bonded through going yeah. that together. Like, I consider her part of my family. And we're still so incredibly tight. And we support each other any way that we can. And um, I think that if you are in a situation as a man, 
you know, it's your responsibility to take care of your family. Um, cause that's what it is, you know? Um, and I want to ask you this, this might be a good way to kind of wrap this whole segment up. Uh, you're a spiritual guy. You are a well-read um, person. Have you heard anything about soul ties? Have you heard about the, the theory of soul uh, ties? Yeah. I mean, a, a little bit for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my, my world, my experience in like spirituality and this world has been very diverse, very, you know, very varied for sure. I've been to India, I've studied with yogis, I've been on the mountaintop, literally in the Himalayan mountains, you know, it's, you know, searching yeah. for enlightenment, um, exactly like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, and, and I've dove into a lot of this stuff, you know, uh, for sure. And um, twin flames and soulmates and that whole uh, aspect, you know. Um, and, oh, but, and but actually, it might be a different meaning because soul ties is a theory that every single partner you are physically intimate with, you actually kind of mesh and bond on a physical level as well as a spiritual emotional level. For sure, and yeah. You kind of actually carry their energy with you after that intimate encounter is well, over sure. you know and that I, yeah. I, i'm actually going to be having an episode on this in the future there is a uh a sermon actually that was at my church that spoke on this and it was it's kind of like a, a theoretical uh theological but also scientific and spirit and spiritual um uh, perspective on when two people become one you kind of have that residue i guess of that person's genetics dna energy yeah Kind of always connected with you and they talk about kind of like a piece of scotch tape you know if you put the scotch tape on a wall to tape a poster up you take it off you're gonna have pieces of, of that wall and if you try and stick that up on another wall somewhere it's not going to be as sticky and their whole thing is that the more partners you have you're kind of meshing with all these different energies and, and after listening to this and doing some research about it there is one article that was really interesting that said only sleep with people that you would want to be like Meaning ah, that interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, meaning that if you are with someone intimately that aren't on don't have the values as you spoke of earlier, they're going to kind of toxify and almost poison your being because we are spiritual energy beings. And if you're taking on someone someone's energy on that realm, it's going to affect you until you have and there's ways that they were talking on other episodes as I do it about doing these cleansing, you know, like a lot of people before they get married will do these spiritual cleansings to try and detox all the previous partners out. Like it gets pretty, you know, deep. And yeah. I'm, it's just something I've recently learned about that after that, I'm like, I, I want to be a lot more careful of <laughs> not only. <laughs> dude, I, I think, no, dude, like, can I swear on this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I already have, but um, yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I think you are like, this is a huge fucking topic um, yeah. in many ways. AI, a thousand percent agree, um, energetically, spiritually, genetically, biochemically, it makes so much sense. And it's actually true mm -hmm. from exchanging fluids to the hormones, oxytocin that are released to the, on the energetic soul level. I mean, I'm a, I'm a compassionate person. I don't want to use the word empathetic. Empathetic to me is when you specifically tune into someone else's pain. I am empathetic, but I'm also have been able to, to, cultivate more compassion which is tuning into someone else's energies more than just their pain so also their pleasure hopefully right right yeah so 
Um, but I'm very compassionate. And definitely, um, I, as I began to develop my own internal awareness, I would, um, I, would ex I would attune to my experience after being intimate with someone. And definitely, there was some very tangible experiences where after being intimate, um, I would get struck with absolute sadness. Wow. So much sadness. And then I would look back on, on, on the person I was intimate with and, and I could clearly see how that sadness was transferred and how I picked up on, uh, how I literally like embodied that sadness. And then on the opposite side as well, you know, where, and, and I totally, I love that where, you know, I, I think that's a huge revolution that could happen is where looking on, on who we want to be intimate with it, like, basing it on like do we want to embody that person and their energy you know and who they are i think that's a beautiful thing and it's something very pertinent because we're going through a sexual revolution specifically with women and how you know a lot of women are like oh it's my body it doesn't matter i can do what i want with my body and yes of course you can and with men we can do what we want but but there's a lot more than just the physical aspects at play and and who we are intimate with is so big and um i totally agree i wish i had a tune into this like earlier in my early yeah, 20s because likewise yeah because it would be it would have you know it, 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 there's so many um so many applications for it you know there's so many applications for it but yeah no I, i've experienced it directly and i think it's so powerful um and such a beautiful thing and so one of my things now when i go into dating and particularly like when i'm looking at someone to be in a relationship with is my number one question before I engage with them beyond a, like first date is from my best understanding, do I feel like this person loves themselves? Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, and you know, and, and, and it's, um, and it's such a weird question because we're always like looking focusing on our own lives. But, mm -hmm. but if you look at the person that you're going to date and if you actually want to be in a relationship with this person, look at them and ask, ask yourself, if that person actually loves themselves, do they actually care for their own personal spiritual wellness, their mind, body, and soul? Do they actually care for themselves in that way? And do they want the best for themselves? Mm. And that, that is an incredible benchmark and determined to move forward with that person or not. And no one asks this question. Yeah. You know, this is like, this is, this would be next level for people to integrate into their relationships. And then, if you can confidently say yes, then that's a beautiful sign that that's someone healthy to right. move forward with, you know? Yeah, no, I think that that's a really, really good distinction to kind of like have a checklist almost of like, does this people, uh, does this person um, a, love themselves? Are they someone that I would aspire to be like and around? Are there core values? Like you can almost have a checklist and go through and I think people that are conscious and, and aware of themselves and what they want should have some kind of criteria and see if these people match. And if not, why would you want to waste your time, energy, resources, and body on someone who's not aligned with your uh, with, with with where you're coming from and also where you want to go? So sure. I think that that's a really good way to kind of wrap this up as far as having people be um, aware that, yeah, there's a lot of options and opportunities out there, but <laughs> if you just kind of go like, you know, fire hosing it everywhere, you know, you're, you're going to really probably miss out on, on quality people that, that are looking for very specific um, 
uh, criteria and and not the masses of the sea of plenty of fish, as you mentioned in the beginning of the call, that's available yeah. out there. So, um, man, this has been amazing, dude. I, I, I think that we've really covered a lot of topics here. And I really appreciate you just being so open, authentic, and and uh, and sharing everything that you have. Um, is there anything that you want to kind of touch on before we kind of, uh, you know, swipe out of here? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I think we covered a lot of great things, and I hope people enjoyed it. And of course, you know, any questions that come in, um, you know, happy to to answer and address. And I mean, yeah, we covered a lot. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we could have 10 different podcasts spawn off of this conversation because it's a huge topic, but no, I just, I appreciate the opportunity. This is the first time I've ever talked openly and well, I mean, I talk about this with my friends all the time, but publicly about this, yeah. Um, yeah. but it's something Likewise. I'm passionate about and, you know, anything to support people um, in, you know, fulfilling their deeper desires. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I just hope, I hope people that got something out of this for sure. Well, I think that this went down many rabbit holes that we weren't really thinking that would, but I think that this was kind of like a, a, a call that, um, that that needed to be shared. You know, I, I didn't think that I'd be sharing what I shared, but I think that, it, as you said, it hopefully will add value and, and hopefully maybe healing or, or kind of completion with some of the topics we brought up. And if anyone does want to talk one-on-one, -on -one, like I'm, I have like a, a free 45-minute um offer that I give people like to talk about anything, you know, like I think people are really lacking having authentic conversations with people because everything is so text and chat based that they don't really get on calls anymore with people. So it's something that I enjoy doing because I'm over here in Asia where I'm kind of in my own lost in translation world. And it's nice to be able to connect with people on a more <laughs> deep level instead of the superficial conversations that have come up on their, in their day to day um, life. So, you know, I'm, I'm here and especially if people have gone through any of the, the challenges that we talked about, uh, of relationships or breakups or or you know the the, the consequences of those through uh, abortion or breakups divorces you know like i've basically been through uh all that <laughs> um, wow. custody stuff so like yeah I, that's why i'm really wanting to help support people because there's so many people hurting out there um that aren't aren't kind of uh don't have access to resources and i just try and share what's worked for me and hopefully it can help other people so i appreciate well, you doing the same yeah, and just and just really really interesting point that you that you made there, um, and I, and I'll just throw one last like online dating yeah, tip. Yeah, yeah, go for um, it. Yeah. And, and it's beautiful, and I, and I I love the depth that, that you went to there. But um, you know when I talked about the 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 steps, the twenty one steps of courtship, and one of the steps, you know, and this is for anyone who is uh, you know online dating and and actually is is um is intentional about finding a partner or a relationship having a phone call. I, I do this now. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's actually, um, hearing the tone of someone's voice is actually a very key part of the courtship. Cause if you think about it, if you were to meet in person, you know, um, what do they say? 80% of, uh, communication is body language, right? right? Nonverbal, whatever it is. It's some, you know, so when, if you were to meet someone in person, you would, you would see them, you know, you would, you would be able to, you'd start integrating their body language immediately. Right. And then, when you engage, you're going to be able to interact and see, you know, if they're into you or not by their body language, right? And then as you start to come closer and then engage, you're going to look at them physically, you know, and start downloading them physically. Right. At some point, you're going to you're going to start to to converse, mm -hmm. and and the tone of someone's voice is so important 
because we're, we're visual, but we're actually more audio, audio, auditory than we are visual. Mm-hmm. Auditory picks up, um, picks up everything before our eyes actually even do. Wow. And so, so if you're online dating and you are serious about finding a partner, get on a phone call before you get on a date. And there's even a funny story about this. Like I met, I, I was chatting with this one girl one time and she wanted to talk on the phone. I was like, yeah, I'd love it. So we got on the phone, we started talking. She's like, the reason I wanted to do that was because I was talking with the guy and he wouldn't get on the phone with me. And then we got together on our date and it turned out he was deaf. Wow. And which is fine. Yeah, which is totally fine, of course. But it threw her off, of course. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a huge thing for her. But anyways, the bottom line is um, the voice is massive. It's huge. And so yeah. you can tell so much by someone's voice. So get on a phone call before you get on a first date if you're serious. I like a thousand percent highly recommend it. So I love that talking on the phone. So important. There's so much information we digest through just hearing someone's voice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Thanks for yeah, letting me share. No, that, that, that's a great tip. And I use Facebook voice, uh, voice message all the time. And even when Instagram just uh, oh, all the time. initiated that as well. So it's just, it's just way more personable and professional yeah. almost if you're doing business and stuff like it, it's just a way better way to separate yourself from the people that are just texting and stuff. It really makes you stand out. I, I'm, I vouch for that a thousand percent. Well, well, listen, Dolan, man, you, you're—I just appreciate your time and everything. I can't wait to to link up. I'll be back in Vancouver this summer, so we'll. Uh, Great. We'll. Uh, we'll go we'll on a beach date. We'll go on a beach picnic we'll go on date. A beach date. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait, my man. Well, everyone, I'm gonna have Dolan's um, information below. Check out what he's doing. As you can tell, he's just like he's got a big heart and wanting to share, and and uh, very successful guy as well. So you can follow him and make cool. sure that you uh, subscribe to it. Things that thank you i appreciate you thank you very much absolutely man absolutely so for all of you out there that are looking to make 2019 a year where either you are looking to settle down or just be more social and go out and meet more people i hope that you found this episode as a great resource to do so if you can please do me a favor go ahead share this out you know i'm really trying to get this i'm not doing any outside advertising for this this is just something that's organic it's a passion project of mine um so go ahead share it to people uh, and if you do enjoy it, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and, you know, comment. What did you enjoy most about this conversation? Uh, you can tag both uh, Dolan and myself on Instagram, put it in your story, whatever. Uh, I appreciate you tuning in. And there's going to be a lot more episodes, like I said, coming down the pipeline in the next few weeks. We've got some shows about um, family dynamics. We've got the other relationship coaches that I've got uh, that I've done calls with. Uh, we're, we've got a lot of stuff coming out for the show here. So I appreciate your ongoing listening and support. And until then, have a great day and see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Well, that was a pretty heavy episode, wasn't it? I'm here in Bali, Indonesia uh, at a cafe, hence the background music. And just wanted to say, this is kind of a part of a, it was Valentine's Day like two days ago. And I spent my Valentine's Day alone on an island snorkeling and just totally chilling out, surrounded by other couples traveling. So it's kind of funny re-listening to this and uh, makes me want to download some of these apps and check out what's happening around me. But if you do have some friends that are single or would like to be single, <laughs> go ahead and share them this episode. Shoot the, uh, the details and leave a review. What did you like about it? And also, I've got the resources in the show notes below with some of the things that we talked about. 
uh, especially around the abortion piece. Rachel's Vineyard is a great, great retreat that anyone who has experienced that, uh, I would get a lot of value going through that and healing. So I hope that that helps and go ahead. All the best with your dating and relationships. We'll see you on the next episode when we keep diving deep into this topic. Peace and love from Bali.